What's up, peeps? I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And we are the Pink Gold Peeps, a podcast about two twenty-somethings talking all things Nintendo. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Tired. <laughs> today was my first day back from work. I took off from Thursday to Monday, so I had a nice long weekend. Oh, why'd you take Monday off? Because I didn't want to go in on Monday. Fair. I was like, listen, I have extra time because, you know, during the months of January to March, I'm accruing vacation, but I'm not allowed to actually use it. So I was like, listen, I don't get a lot of time to take off. Give myself the extra day. Give me one extra day to, you know, clean the house, work on stuff, and play video games, of course. Uh, so it was just, you know, a nice little relaxing thing. Ease myself back into the five-day work week with a four-day work week. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, so it was, it's, it's just been nice, but I'm just... I don't know, I'm just tired. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I mean, you had a nice lucky vacation, so... Well, I, hey, I worked for those vacation days. Thank you very much. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's honestly what I've been up to. And, you know, what about you? Um, a lot of work. A lot of work. Uh, I get home and then I either study for three hours or I study for one and a half hours and then I have my two-hour class. Oof. So, usually, like, my day, like, I'll go to work and then I'll come home. And I'll work out, and then I'll eat dinner, and then I'll study for three hours, and then I'll play video games for an hour, and then I'll go to bed. Doesn't really sound like a bad life, though. I mean, not uh... as good as it could be. I don't know. I'm a man of structure. <laughs> I, you know, I don't like structure that much. Like, I, I hate doing the exact same thing every single day. It drives me genuinely crazy. Wow. Yeah, you would not want to be me. <laughs> I mean, I do the same thing every day, too. I know. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Matt, let's just jump right into it. What have you been playing? Yes, I have been playing. I finished Hollow. You did? I did. So how much, as of uh, last week, how many God, more hours really? do you think you put in? More than I thought. Really? Yeah, like more than I thought I would. I thought I was pretty close to the end. And I like I was close to the end, but I thought I was closer to the end. Uh-huh. Um, so by the time I finished the game... I was like, this was fun, but I'm ready for it to be over. Like, oh, I get that. I'm pretty good. You're like, I'm set, please. Mm -hmm. Just wrap there, it up. So there was a point, like, before the end where I was like, all right, come on. And then when I got to, like, the end game, I, like, when I realized, because, like, special things were happening, I was like, oh, this is cool. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was, like, that, I felt like it went as long as it needed to. And it was done. And it was good. Okay. But I mean, like, my impressions of the game overall really haven't changed. And there was no, like, groundbreaking new things in the game. There were two different endings, which I didn't really think was necessary for mm. this game. Um, and, like, the choice came to me, and it wasn't really clear to me which ending was the good one and which one was the bad one. So I literally stopped and I Googled it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I feel that, though. Like, to me, I, I, I think the concept of multiple endings at one point was fine. Like, yeah, sure. Here's the ending, and if you do all the extra stuff, you know, you get the true ending as, like, a final reward for doing everything in a game. But when it has, like, this multiple branching endings thing, especially, like, with that, like, just, like, here's a choice at the end of the game. You can just save right here and do the game right, twice. Right, 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 But, like, what, to me, I'm just, like, if if one ending's the real ending, with quotes around it, why not just make that the real ending, as opposed to, like, hey, this arbitrary choice decides whether or not which ending you get, and mm. one of them's, like, not the good one, you know? Right. And it's, like... Like, I 100% agree with you, and the thing about Hob is that it's really not a story-centric game. Like, you know, the Hob is about saving a forest. Yeah, you would say Like, that. that's what it's about. Uh -huh. And it's really relaxing, and it's super cute. And, like, that about the game, I just loved. Like, I just loved it the whole way through. And the, the choice ending doesn't really change that. Like, it doesn't affect anything. I just thought it was like, oh, there's, there's a choice at the end. It's really, like, whatever. Like, it... it decides if there's a boss at the end of the game or not. Really? Mm hmm Interesting. And, I mean, the conclusion of the game is affected. Of course. Um, in a non-spoiler way. But, um... Did you do the boss way or the not-boss way? The boss way. Okay, that's what I thought. It, I mean, like, overall, if you're looking for an experience that's reminiscent of Zelda, and it's something you can just kind of unwind with, then I would recommend this game to you. Um, it's, like, the soundtrack is very minimalistic. It's okay. mo like so like Breath of the Wild. -y? Not even. Really? It's 90% just like when you're walking around, it's just wildlife noises. So just ambience. Yeah, it's just like ambience for a lot of it. And then 
every now and then something will happen where it will be Breath of the Wildy, but like that's as much as you get. Like you okay. never get anything more than like travel music for Breath of the Wild. Interesting. It's like it sounds weird, but it really works. Oh, I'm sure it does. I mean, when when I saw, I remember when you told me don't listen to the Breath of the Wild soundtrack because get the names of the of the songs give spoilers for the game. I don't and remember I, that. It was right when the right when the soundtrack had like launched, but the game I don't know if the game hadn't come out yet, or like it had come out that day. And I was like, fine, whatever, I won't listen to it. But I did click on something that just said Breath of the Wild music at one point before I'd played the game. And I was like, wow, this, there's, like, very little music mm -hmm. in this game. And I, but then once you're playing it, you're like, oh, this makes so much sense. Yeah, exactly. It, it just makes perfect sense for the game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'm... So you don't feel like you had to go back and play the other ending? No. Okay. No, I, like, I didn't. Um, okay. And it didn't leave... I don't know. For me, those things always leave a sour taste in my mouth. <laughs> did, I, did we have a discussion about this last week? What about multiple endings? Yeah. No. No, we had it. We definitely had a discussion about branching branching paths. So we did we? because we were talking about. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. I remember. It was. It's not like that. It's like, like I'll tell you later because it does low key spoil things. But like, it's so minimal that it just doesn't matter. Okay. Unless well, that's good. unless you get an ending that you're like, I'm really unhappy with that, yeah. and you want to go back. Like it doesn't matter. And also, like when you close the game, after that, if you restart the game, it auto saves right there. Okay. So, like, you, you can literally just redo the whole Oh, that's redo good. It. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the one game I always think of when it comes to this, like, arbitrary choice at the end of the game that changes the ending, is Bastion. Uh, I, you haven't played Bastion, right? Uh, no. Okay. In the final level of the game, there's a choice where you do X or you do Y, and if you do one, essentially the game is over, and there's, like, a very emotional thing that happens, basically in lieu of one of the final areas full of enemies. And... That is like, I, to my opinion, that's the real ending. But the other option is you can fight all the guys and do something different. And I just remember playing through, and I, I did the first one, my first playthrough. I was like, oh, okay, but there's multiple. And then I realized that there was a second ending if I didn't do that. I went the whole way through. I was like, fine, I'll play the whole final level again, get to that point, make the different choice, play the extra battle, and what happened? I was like, oh, this is just disappointing. <laughs> So, oh, this just sucks. Basically. It's like, okay, this last challenge was basically more of the same of the last level, you know? Right. And I just didn't. I don't know. Ever since then, I'm always just like, if you're going to give me a choice at the very, very end of the game, you better make it very clear what happens on each side. So I get to pick one that I like. Apples or pears? Yeah. Apples or pears? You blew up the universe. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Everyone's dead and it's all your fault. Nobody you likes apples. Yeah. Why did you pick an apple? You made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other game that I've been playing is Katana Zero. Yeah, you were playing that before we started. I love it so much. Really? It is... Um, I have a, like a list of games that I've played um, like so far this year. Like every every year, I open up a new file and I'm like, all the I keep track of all the games. Oh, that's cute. And um, this is definitely the best game I've played on my Switch all year. Really? Yeah. Like I I'm, well, I'm trying to think about everything else that's come out this year, and I'm I guess that's more reasonable. I don't think I have a ton left in the game, and unless like the rest of it just like ruins everything, this is, like so you take the like the elevator pitch they give you in the Nindy Direct that it was in. Yeah. Like the one that, that we made so much fun of, right? Like everything, <laughs> it's oh, it's so hard to explain this game. It's like everything in that was true, and like you saw me playing it, yeah. But like, it's so much better than it sounds. Okay. Like I like uh, everybody loved Hotline Miami for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> and I like I saw the appreciation of Hotline Miami, but I was never a huge fan because. I was like, this is really, like, I could see that it was good, but I sucked at it. Oh, yeah. So I didn't want to play. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, this, from what it looks like, is like a 2D version. And it's just, yeah, it's kind of like a 2D version. It's definitely easier than Hotline Miami. I'm sure. And also, it's so story-centric. Really? And the story plays, like, a really, really good 80s action thriller. Okay. Like it's just so much fun. So it's like it's like B movie fun. Not like no because it's deep. Really? Like okay. it's it's really good. Huh. Interesting cuz yeah the the pitch that they gave just made it sound kind of cheesy if you want my honest opinion. No, it does. It sounds super cheesy, but it's so good. Okay. Like 
Because I believe all they talk about in the Nindy Direct was they talk about the combat, and then they talk about the ser- therapy sessions. Yeah, but that was it, basically. There, it, like, there is therapy. so much more to it than that. I'm sure. And it's what it like, sounds like. It's so interesting, just the way the plot unravels. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still don't totally understand everything that's going on yet. Right. <laughs> and it's, like, it's such an interesting story. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, really. And, um... And I'm, I'm like talking about this like this because I'm just I was genuinely surprised that oh, I like this game. This is so gonna much. be the other dead cells, isn't it? It's it's really good. <laughs> Here we go. Like, it's really I'm good. I'm putting it down now. <laughs> Number five top games of 2019. Katana Zero. <laughs> and remember, this, this is the game we're making fun of because it come out the same day as Cuphead. I know. I like. I was shocked. I I would highly recommend. I haven't beaten the game yet, but I would highly recommend the game because even like the combat has enough things in it that it changes it up. Like, there's certain missions that are stealth missions, for okay. example. There's certain missions... Are they bad? No, they're not to, bad. You always have to ask with a stealth mission. They're, they're pretty easy, honestly, but it's still fun, like, that you're doing it. It's just... It's very clever game design where okay. it makes you feel really, really good, and it makes you feel like you're being really clever. Yeah, when really, I, you're not. I feel like from what I was watching you, of you play it and what I've seen of playing Hotline Miami, when you play Hotline Miami and you finally get it, you're just like, yes, yeah, I'm, I finally beat it. But it looks like with this, it's like you're dying less, but I feel like when you finish it, you're like, oh, let me watch the replay because I'm awesome. Not let me yeah, watch the yeah, replay yeah. because after 55 failed tries, <laughs> I finally did it. Well, that every now and then that'll happen. Well, I'm sure, but I feel like it's probably not as often as it is in Hotline Miami. Right, because, like, when you're playing through... Because, so, Katana Zero, you really have to focus about the best strat... Like, a lot of it, it's more strategic than you think it is. I didn't I didn't say it wasn't. Because a lot... I, I know you didn't, but I... <laughs> the nerve of this guy, am I right? Yeah, like, come on. Like, this guy... Um, no, this guy. No, this, this guy. This guy. Anyway, <laughs> um, just to... What's the word I'm looking for? I, I don't know. I was just no, too what, focused on saying the, this guy. Something. Figure of speech. The figure of speech. You know what I mean? Never mind. I'm off topic now. I, I, anyway, strategy. In <laughs> I'm like still trying to figure out what you meant. My, don't my, tell me. My brain is melting. Clearly. God, what did he when mean? I said, okay, anyway, when I said it's more strategic than it sounds, yes. I meant it's a that is a figure of speech. Never mind. Okay. Anyway. Just keep talking, please. <laughs> You've lost half the audience at this point. <laughs> the um, you really have to think about the route you're gonna take. Okay. What items you're gonna pick up when? Because you have you have your sword, and you can pick up an item, and then you can only hold one of it item at a time, and you press A to pick it up, and you press A to throw it. Okay. And there are certain items that have different properties. Like you can pick up smoke bombs. And when you throw down the smoke bomb, inside of the smoke bomb, no one can see anything. And no one knows where you are. Okay. Um, you can put down bombs. You can put down Molotovs. And stuff like that. And it's just, like, you really have to think. And when you're thinking through it, you feel, like, really stressed out. And then you do it. And you, like, didn't absorb anything that you do. So then watching the replay is like, oh, my God, I was so cool. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, like, it's just a lot of fun, and I'm really surprised at how fun it is. That's cool. That makes me happy. What about you? For, well, for me, you'll never guess what I've been playing. I actually didn't play a lot of video games this week. Um, as I said, I was on vacation. Well, you were away, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, I, I was really excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to have so much time to play games because I'm on vacation. No. Which is probably for the best, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, that's definitely for the best. So I played a lot yesterday. I played a lot of Final Fantasy X. Uh, from what I understand, and from what you've said... I'm I'm pretty close to the end. I'm not like at the end, but I'm getting there. Right? Like yeah, I'm in like yeah. the back. I'm definitely at least in like the back corner like, or the back fifth. Every time you ask me about Final Fantasy X, I like have to like speed run through the story in my mind. Go, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's why when I talk to you about it, I usually just tell you like the things that surprised me because I don't want you to be like, did you get to this part yet? No. Yeah, like I'm I'm kind of like I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Don't. No. I'll get I'll get there. I already had I just had Avengers Endgame spoiled for me today, so the last thing I need is for this again? game. What? I said again. No, like everything. Like everything. Like everything. Who spoiled everything for you? Someone who I was talking to at work. Very upset. I just couldn't say anything though because I work oh. with them. Well. Yeah. So I don't need Final Fantasy X spoiled for me, but I will say two things. One, 
the further I get into this game, the more it's like, in the very beginning, it, it's really good at showing you all the new things that are new to turn-based combat that you're going to do all the time during this game. And by that, I mean really never at all. Like riding a chocobo, or how there'll be treasure chests on maps and you can steal from them and open them. And But the one that I was really bummed I didn't see a lot of is like the... Um, I forget what it's actually called. I think it's called trigger commands, which are basically a separate set of commands mm -hmm. that your characters can do in certain battles. In the beginning, it seemed like that was going to be super, super common. And I'd say for like the, the, the 12, 15 hours in between like the very beginning, I'd say the first five hours, and where I am now, which I'm in the 32, 33 hour mark, there was not that actually that much of it. And that made me kind of upset. But now I'm near the end of the game, and I'm starting to see that a lot more. It makes me very happy, because I really like this concept of, you know, okay, in your in your commands, there's just, here are some other commands that you can do just in this battle. Like, uh, I think I think overall Final Fantasy X was just really good with progression of characters. It, it switched up the formula in just enough ways that I was very right. surprised. Because, like, from what I understood, as you told me it was a turn-based RPG, and I was like... Okay, that's that's a bit a bit odd to me because at this point, like you got to think about it in the grand scheme of things. Final Fantasy seven, eight, and nine were all you know active time, which is that like the little bar that goes and you just press A when they're ready. And to go back to turn based, I was like, wow, you know, with everything I know about Final Fantasy, I just don't, I don't differentiate yeah. the two. Well, they're they're different enough. They have right. enough things that make them different. And to say, wow, you know, Final Fantasy, the people who keep trying to reinvent the wheel and not go back to turn based combat went back to turn-based combat in, what, 2002? Okay. I was wondering what happened, but looking at this, I'm very happy with the end result. You know, this this hits like a Bravely Default or an Octopath Traveler kind of situation where it's like, hey, okay, the basis of this is turn-based combat, but we're changing things in its own unique right. way to make an experience unlike another game. Which makes me kind of, you know, it makes me happy. And, you know, playing through, I'm really enjoying, especially, yeah, with these trigger commands, some of the last couple bosses, I felt like there's a boss... I'm not going to spoil anything about the boss, but the like the trigger mechanic of that boss is there are six circles that are on the on the board, and everyone has the option to teleport from one circle to a different circle. And basically, every time you attack this guy, he attacks the first three circles in front right. of him. So you have to kind of figure out a way. Like, how am I going to, how am I going to not have my characters die, but also attack this guy I, because he moves every turn. I really like that aspect of the game. Like, I mean, you know me, I. A lot of the time with turn-based RPGs, I mean, not all the time, but a lot of the time with turn-based RPGs, I just end up getting bored. Yeah, I know, but, you don't, you don't like, like them. Final Fantasy X just held my attention through the whole game. Yeah. Just well, I think because it does stuff like that, and it's so puzzle-based. Yeah, especially near the end, I feel like it's doing a lot of that. You know, mm -hmm. there's, with, even with that boss, it's like, okay, what am I going to do? And I had to, you know, I basically said, I'm going to make this one guy really buffed up with, you know, shell and protect, and I'm going to have him provoke the enemy so he always attacks him and just put everyone on the other side and just... One person heals him, and one person just deals out the damage. Right. But, yeah, some of these bosses near the end, especially, like, you know, I'm reading... I, there were a couple bosses where I was having some trouble, and I was like, okay, let me... You know, I'd fight it, like, maybe once or twice, and if I didn't beat it, or it did something I didn't understand how it happened and I died, I'd say, okay, let me just look up a quick guide. Like, I, I know everything it does. What do people say? Like, is there something I'm missing here? And sometimes it was just like, oh, well, you know, you have to have auto life on this character, and, you know... Go back and make the equipment that gives you this proof and that proof and this eater, and then you'll be fine. And I'm like, that's dumb. Yeah. But, you know, even just giving the little bit of information that it had, we're like, okay, here are the attacks, and here's the order they do them. Or, you know, these. this is when it starts doing attack X or, you know, attack Y. Is it just enough that, like, you do kind of get to figure it out. Like, yes, you can cheese it and, you know, get to a point where you're just like, well, I can't really get hurt by this enemy. But... That's not fun, and I think this game is, like, the perfect balance between, at least so far, the perfect balance between you can figure this out by just kind of, like, not brute forcing it, but, like, trying to figure out how you can game this battle to be able to, you know, fight it and win without saying, okay, you just have to go back and get all the best items. Otherwise, you're just never going to win. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I like that, too. Um, we were talking... Mike and I were talking before the podcast, and Mike was saying... Um, that remember we were just talking about real time and we were talking about Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah. And Mike was saying that he thinks that Final Fantasy twelve, although it's more real time than other games, um, because of the Gambit system, 
would hold his attention more because he doesn't like just mashing the attack button. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not. I, I don't think it's a Musou game. Like, let no, me say right, that. No, right, right, right. That's. I mean, I was just generalizing what. Yeah, but what you, Mike was saying. But sometimes with turn-based games, I feel the opposite, where I'm just pressing. You're this just mashing it. Attack this character. Attack this character. Defend, and I like. I feel the same way, but flip. But I didn't feel that with Final Fantasy X because there's constantly just like parts moving. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and, and I think the biggest reason that that's the case in this game, and I feel like I know what you mean. Like, you know, when you're playing a when you're playing a JRPG, sometimes you just have the character, and what is his job? To press the attack button. That mm-hmm. is that character's job. He is the best attacker. That's the one you know. You know, it's like your your Ulbrick or your Hanit in Octopath Traveler. You know, it's like this is my best character, and sometimes I just want to keep attacking with that character. But with this, the whole idea of saying. Hey, we have seven characters that you can switch on the fly. We need to make all of them have some kind of abilities. Really, really help. Because even right now I'm playing through and I'm just like, you know, Waka and uh, Oren are both like, okay, they're my heavy hitter attackers. Great. But, you know, uh, Waka has all these cool abilities that, like, if, if the, basically, if the opponent is weak to any status ailment, He's the guy I go to because I want to I want to hit them with those status ailments, you know. And from the beginning of the game, he could always do that, so that always separated him from Oren, who has you know the break attacks, which are you know lower characters attack or a magic or a defense of some kind. So they they I feel like they couldn't just say okay, this is your solid damage dealy guy, because with everyone having such unique stats and like a different combination of abilities, especially now that I'm getting a bit more overlap. They make every character interesting in some way, and that's I, I think that's why it's so good. And also, I mean, basically, I mean, you're playing the game with seven people. Like, you don't get that in other Final Fantasy games, and I really like that. I mean, I don't know. I just I'm really excited to get to the end of this game, and I think. Do you think by the end of next, by the next yes, week's episode, by I think, next podcast, you'll finish the game? Yeah. Although I will say this: the closer and closer I get to the end of this game. The more and more I look at the Final Fantasy X-2 box art, and I'm saying, what is going on here? Like, that that's the thing. <laughs> you finish ten, and you're like, how is there another game? <laughs> well, I also, it says, like, there's Final Fantasy X, and there's, like, some kind of expansion to ten or a DLC something to ten when I load up the game. Yeah, so, uh, according to Matt, the additional stuff is, like, just cutscenes or yeah, something? Yeah, there's, um, there's an Eternal Calm add-on. That's it's just a bunch of like extra cinematics and stuff. Cool. So I I'm genuinely like genuinely cannot remember what's on there. I like I don't even remember if I watched it to be honest with you. Really? I mean I'm excited to see you know just the kind of conclusion of this game because I know this game was a big deal. Yeah. It was a it was a PS2 greatest hits, which is how I almost it's a, it's it. a very good game. Yeah. So I'm very excited and and honestly. I'm happy because I finally started playing the Final Fantasy games that I told myself I'd play all of by the time 2019 rolled around and these games were live, you know? Because <laughs> right. it's like, you know, right now, I, I want to buy 9. I have 7, but I haven't started playing it yet because I, I want to play it with you, and I want to play it with Sarah, and neither of you have been able to play it with me yet. <laughs> and uh, I just want to get through it, and Final Fantasy 9 came and went, and I, I want to play it, and I'll get to it, I'm sure. But I was like, okay, I gotta buy Final Fantasy X. <laughs> I gotta hop on this train because I've had multiple occasions where I could play this game and I didn't. Right. And I'm very happy I did because I've been, God, I've been really enjoying this game. Good. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like I'll have a much more well-rounded Final Fantasy understanding. You know, despite me loving Final Fantasy VII, like, I played Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Tactics, and I've played Final Fantasy, like, one, a fair amount, Final Fantasy three, a little bit two a little bit i didn't even play six which is like the one so i just gotta get on there man i gotta i gotta be able to say you know final fantasy doesn't make final fantasy games anymore but then also be able to say these were the games they made beforehand that were in kingdom hearts (laughs) (laughs) nah kingdom hearts is all square next does now that's it you know you can really tell when you play this game that like this game came out before kingdom hearts right I mean, you had to, because Titus and Waka were on yeah, Destiny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, you can see that, like, this is this is the turning point. Yeah. <laughs> like, you look at Final well, Fantasy Well, because to see Nomura did the, co- the character Was this design. the first one he did him for? Yeah. Okay. I don't think he directed the whole game, but I think he... He made the character he, models. He did a lot of the character stuff. 
Tell me you did it for ten too, because I I have a hunch. <laughs> I don't like I don't know. <laughs> Look at these characters. <laughs> I mean, you could you could only assume. I feel like this was good because it's like. You know, it's it's a real turning point because I, I think I said this one other week where like you look at the you look at the characters from Final Fantasy, the original Final Fantasy, and then you look at every character models up until Final Fantasy fifteen. You're like, you know, Final Fantasy fifteen from what I from what I understand is a very good game. Don't get me wrong, but you know, all the guys kind of look the same. You know, they're all in black. They're all you know kind of you know tall, beautiful white boys, whatever. But if you look at even, you know, Final Fantasy, I mean, Final Fantasy VII, you're like, you have these blocky textures, so you needed to make sure every character looked distinct enough from one another that it wasn't like, okay, well, is that Tifa or is that Aerith, you know? And I feel like Final Fantasy X was like, hey, we don't need to do this anymore, but we're still going to do it. And then, you know, Final Fantasy went one way. It was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to tone down the designs a little bit. You know, people can look a little bit alike. That's fine. You know, they don't have to look like super, super crazy looking with a lot of colors. And then Kingdom Hearts was like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he did, in fact, work on 10 Ten- Of course he did. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts was like, mm, what if we crank that dial to 37? Yeah. From 1 to 10, it yeah. went to 37. <laughs> yeah, it just kept spinning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I will have more to report about that next week. Yes, but, so um, uh, shall we discuss some of them hot indie spotlights? Sure, you go ahead. Tell me what you got. Yeah, I got stuff. All right, let's talk indie spotlights. First one. Remember Once Upon a Time when the director of Child of Light posted Child of Light 2? Oh, yeah, I heard script? about this. Remember that? Yeah. Well, now he's saying it's probably not going to happen. Yep. <laughs> so rip. That made me sad. Yeah, it's a little sad. Um... Darkwood is coming out on May 16th. What is Darkwood? That's that top-down um, indie horror that was in the Indie Direct. Oh, yeah. The one from the late, most recent Indie Spotlight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm sure people... I mean, um, you guys sounded pretty excited about that. You and Rob. Yeah. There, um... So, there was a second trailer that came out for it. Oh. Um, on... It was PlayStation's announcement trailer. Okay. Um, uh, it's the same game. It's still the same game. It was just... They had a recut trailer for PlayStation. Interesting. And that trailer actually looked a lot better. It was probably just because the game is a lot further into production than it was. And just kind of aspects of the game looked a lot more fleshed out. It looked more like a full narrative. Like they they had... Because it was more captivating. Yeah, it was it was more captivating. The, the trailer had a much clearer narrative too. And it, it was just more interesting. So it made me more excited for the game. I wouldn't want to get this game on the PlayStation just because of the way it is. It seems like a game I'd rather have on my Switch. Yeah. But um, I'm very excited. Coming out on Switch May 16th. Great. Um, I yeah, think... By the way, kind of bringing that up, honestly, after your opinion of Katana Zero has come through, I just feel like that Nindy spotlight was just bad. Because I feel like every game we talked about, it was either, I didn't like the trailer, and, yeah, and then you know what? one of us has been proven wrong, or you guys said, oh, well, I watched gameplay, and the game was a lot you're better. T- you're totally right. Like, the... The Nindy Direct just didn't do those games justice. From what it sounds like, they really didn't. Like, yeah, I mean, now that you mention it, I'm totally... Like, like, think about every game that got announced. Except yeah. for that one with the really crappy uh, cutscene. That was like, the, let me count the frames game. I have not seen anything good about that one yet. Oh, I haven't even... Like, I think they're afraid to show that game, honestly. Because I haven't uh, seen anything on that listen, game. Listen, listen. If I was in the same Indie Direct as Cuphead and Cadence of Hyrule, I would also not yeah, show right? that game ever again. I feel pretty silly about myself. Yeah. Um... I have one other piece of indie news, which is that Cadence of Hyrule is going to release sometime in May. Yeah, I saw it. It was uh, in the in some Nintendo website, right, that it's going to release in May? Yes. So, yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know if they're just going to shadow drop this game one day, or... I don't know. Because my thought would be, like, this is the kind of game they'd say, oh, and here's the Nintendo Direct, and... Cadence of Hyrule is out today. They're like, but there's I've, no. I've given up hope. There's yeah, no direct. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no, there's no direct coming. Right. So, what? How are they going to do this? I mean, you know, it's it's. We're recording on May seventh. Right. You know, when is it going to come out that will give either either when will when will they announce that and gives people ample time to like look and be excited, or what are they going to be doing where they also shadow drop this? They're either going to have a trailer. That comes out, and the trailer is going to be, like, next week. Or it's just going to be Shadow Drop. Yeah. Like, one or the other. It's weird. It just seems very surprising for something that has... I mean, it has the word Hyrule in its name. Like, that surprises me that it's 
kind of being like I, sneakily snuck in. It, 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 yes, but also I appreciate that. I do too. It's it's gonna be cool, you know. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested. I'm I'm interested in what happens there too. But um, that's really all of the indie, indie news. news yeah, I didn't have any either. Um, but I do have a couple of snippets of real news. Okay, I have one snippet, uh, real fast. Um, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but if you want to and you haven't yet, uh, if you pre-order Saints Row the Third at GameStop, you get a bunch of free stuff. So if you're thinking about picking up Saints Row the Third, oh, yeah. pre-order it. It's like, it comes with, I mean, it's like, the, the things I liked about it is it comes with a reversible cover that has like the Saints Row purple as the spine color and like that kind of it's, it's pretty cool that game is so gaudy and silly that i love it when games do stuff like that yeah so that it's gonna have that it's gonna have like a couple stickers it's going to have a microfiber cleaning cloth that's also like the color of the saints so it's just like a couple little things and i'm like the game's 40 dollars, and if you buy it on the eShop, it's a 10 percent discount well, it's a big game yeah so the idea i'm saying is like listen either Pre-order on the eShop and get a 10% discount, or pre-order it from, like, a place like GameStop and just get some extra free stuff. You know, it's not... You're not losing, you know? To me, that's enough stuff, and it's at a price point where I'm like, this is not a game I want to wait to go on sale. Like, like Tales of Vesperia, for example, is a game I really want to play, but I've, I've, I've been waiting because now Amazon has it for $35, and I'm more about that life. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, one other bit of news I have, which is, I think, a little bit dated because it came out uh, last week, but Final Fantasy XII, just in case you're interested in buying the game, the entire game is on the cartridge, which is a big deal. Because it's a very big game in Final Fantasy X, which is a smaller game, the, the Final Fantasy X and X too, which are smaller games, did not all fit on one cartridge. Yeah, so I don't know how that works, but... Well, I mean, the issue, I don't know what it was, but for Final Fantasy X... The Japan, the Asia Pacific regions of the game were all on one cartridge because the amount of bandwidth in the internet in some of those regions that they're selling it in, they don't. It would never download in t- like in a reasonable amount of time, so they went the extra mile. And I, m- my hope is, is Square Enix may have gotten a deal or something on the cartridges because they have to pay Nintendo for the cartridges right. to make every version of the game that way. So this just makes me excited because I think this is one of the bigger third-party games that doesn't have a big download on it you know and that that just gets me excited because as much as i understand that hey the cartridges are more expensive than discs are and the switch has a lot less space so i mean like with mortal kombat the joke is like you have to have like an sd card just for mortal kombat Mm -hmm. because the amount of day one patches and stuff like that it has so i'm hoping this is a good sign for the future if i buy a game physically hopefully i'll have to download a lot of stuff right you know but who knows um, I have a couple of things. Sure. First of all, a uh, little bit more data for um, Marvel vs. Capcom. Ultimate, Ultimate Marvel Alliance, Alliance 3. Uh, Miss Marvel and Hawkeye and Daredevil and the Wasp were all oh, cool. spotted. So that's super cool. Yeah, and um, Game Informer's cover this year. Yeah, this they month are Game Informer's be... cover this month. So I may or may not have dropped five dollars to buy that issue of game informer really so i could read oh that's cute though i was really excited but um yeah the game is looking really cool like i i love the art in the game like i just think it looks so cool i'm very excited for this game good i'm excited to play it with you good yeah next up is um devil may cry it's come to switch yes not as a physical version they said that specifically today yes they did yeah uh, Devil May Cry 1 is coming to Switch. Now, what was Devil May Cry originally on? Was it PS2? Oh, God. Yes. Okay. I'm, like, 90% sure it was PS2. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, The only Devil May Cry game I've played is 5. And I adore... Like, I adored it. Um, So, I am... I'm really excited to get Devil May Cry 1. And okay, good. Cool. Very interested. Yeah. I, I think I, this is another one of those games that are like, hey... We're kind of testing the waters on a Switch port and seeing if people buy it. Yeah, so. I, I, I'm surprised that in 2019 that's still happening. I agree. I think it shouldn't be happening, but listen, the people who are into this kind of game have... They had Bayonetta and Bayonetta think, too. Well, but. that's what I was going to say. I think there's a little more credence for it here that they're not sure like if it's going to blow up because I don't think those games have really ever had a Nintendo audience, A, and B, Nintendo players already have Bayonetta. Yeah. So like, I understand the like concern... Oh, absolutely. That they might have. But also, I'm like, if you're going to release Devil May Cry, like, 
I would just go ham on it and be like, Devil May Cry 1 through 4, like, HD remaster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there was, like, I think it was either PS3 or PS4. Where they did something like that? There was a remaster of 1 through 3. Really? Yeah. And they released that, and then they, yeah, it was, there was an HD collection of 1 through 3, and then they um, made Devil May Cry 4 in HD. Okay. And so uh, they could I think they could have just released those, but they didn't. But maybe if this does well enough, they'll just be like, oh, here's the whole collection. Yeah, I hope so. Because, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. They, people who play these kinds of games have Bayonetta. But you know what? People who like Musou games on the Switch have Hyrule Warriors. They have Fire Emblem Warriors. Right. They have Dynasty Warriors 8. They have another Dynasty Warriors game. They're getting Persona 5S. As exactly. much as I wish it was something else. You know, like, they have, they, and those games are selling right, well enough like that they're... Fl- I mean, flooding, no, no, I shouldn't say it like that. Flooding the market More sounds mean. Jo- yeah, that sounds mean. More games in the same genre is not a bad thing. Especially on a system that has the niche that a portable system like the Switch does. I mean, listen, if, if, if it doesn't, if it didn't have this weird, you know, portable thing going for it, do you, I think, I don't think Square Enix would have said, hey, Final Fantasy 7, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, 13, uh, not 13, they're not doing 13, Crystal Chronicles, let's go, why not? You know, I don't think that would have happened if, you know, you didn't have this. So I feel like for all of these companies, it's like, yeah, you know, if I, if I said, hey, this is my first Musou game and I really like this, I want to play more of them, it's great that I have, like, four other options right now. Right, right. Exactly. So, it's good. Uh, I have two other bits of news. Sure. One of them, um, I don't know, I don't know, um, I don't know how much you really care about Kill the Kill. It's an anime, right? Yeah, it's an anime. Okay. Um, I've watched, like, the first episode of it. Um, they released the first gameplay of the Switch game. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, it's gonna... I believe it's taking the narrative of the anime. And is uh, can confirm it is not taking the narrative of the anime. I got a very aggressive nod from Rob. Okay. Uh, but they released the... It's taking parts of the anime, though. You can discuss this amongst yourselves later. Anyway, um, you weebs. <laughs> they announced the first gameplay of it, or they showed off the first gameplay of it, and ninety percent of it was cutscene. Really? <laughs> yeah. And then there was a fight, like they. It's, it's, it looks like it's going to be an arena-based fighting game. Okay. And they showed one off. So like, wait, like kind of like the um, what's that other anime you guys watch? My Hero, My Hero, that game that you played. Yeah, it looks like that, but honestly, this looks a lot tighter and. Runs on the Switch? Well, more well done than that one did. That game did run on the Switch. I thought it didn't run very well on the Switch. It um, it ran on 60 FPS on other consoles. It ran 30 FPS on Switch. Oh, okay. It's not that bad. No, you mean, I thought it was much worse than that. Um, but no, it, it does look really good. And honestly, just the, the graphics, it looks really good. Like, just the, the style of animation or the style of the visual style that it has almost perfectly matches the game okay. and like it, they are 3d models and everything what what's with nothing the i just i just i remember i was like what do i know kill like kill from and then i remembered what the protagonist looks like and that's the oh, only thing i right. know about this game you're like the 3d models are pretty and oh beautiful. no that's not what i meant <laughs> that's not what i meant at all oh no i made, likes the movies i have made, made a terrible mistake <laughs> I think that's the only thing I know about this anime. Oh my god. At least like with like my hero, like I know like some of the characters' names and what they <laughs> look like. I know that one character. I'm like, oh, it's like the Ray Mark III from Custom Robo, but it has boobs and it isn't wearing any clothes. Like that's all I know about this thing. Also, she has Yu-Gi-Oh hair. <laughs> okay, so update. Yes. The visuals are very impressive. Still not helping yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to say that just the, it looks the, like a good Switch game. That's all you have to the say. The way it's animated looks like the anime. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, okay, okay, okay. That works. Now just slow yourself down and keep yourself safe. I want to go more in depth though. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so it looks, it looks like even though it's on the Switch, it doesn't necessarily look like stuff was compromised. Like it, it literally doesn't look like a game. Like, I was watching it, and I was oh, like... Oh, you, like, thought it was an anime. Like, I thought it was, like, a 2D animation, and then I saw, like, a certain character, like, moved in a certain way, and I was like, oh, okay, I can see it now. But, like, it, it like it looks so good. Like, it just looks like this is where anime games need to go. You know what I mean? Cool. Like, this is what they should look like. Uh-huh. And it, I just really like that. Cool. 
uh, joking aside, that does sound very cool. Um, I also have one little bit of anime weeb news myself, actually. Uh, I don't. I, we were talking about it last week, but uh, Konami has said. I think it's Konami, yeah, because they make the Yu-Gi-Oh games. Uh, that Yu-Gi-Oh game that I was talking about is actually getting a physical release in the states. Oh yeah. So I'm actually kind of excited about that. Oh like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. You mentioned yeah. that to me off. Oh, I guess. Yeah. So it's you know whatever. Okay. <laughs> Uh, do you have any other news bits? Yeah, um, there's no. a whole lot of Detective Pikachu stuff going on in Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, there's a couple stuff coming out in Pokemon Go. Yeah, um, so Azelf is in U.S. raids. Yes. And, and I believe the other two are in other regions. Yeah, I believe Uxie is Asia-Pacific and uh, Mesquerit is in U.K., Europe area. Right. They also, they're still showing up really rare spawns by bodies of water, which is what they were doing before. However, they are all region exclusive, so, you know, you only find Azelf in the States by water or in raids, and Niantic has currently gone on the record saying that these will not cycle. They will be region exclusives forever. It's kind of a... I mean, they it's say a bit that, of a bummer. but someday... Yeah, I mean, like, you know, they said the other one's region exclusive, but then they're like, hey, Farfetch are coming out of eggs. Exactly. You know? Like, it, every now and then it'll happen someday. Yeah. But um, I, I, I do think it's cool that they are region exclusive. Yeah. Um, and then there's... So remember how you got... Um, what is his name? Paintbrush Tail. Smeargle. Smeargle. I just blanked on his name. Um, you get detected... You can get a Pikachu with a detective hat in the same way now. Yeah. You take some Snapchat, snapshots and you can see him in one of your snapshots. You can grab him. Cool. Um, a lot of the Pokemon that are like featured in the movie are having increased spawns or showing up in raids yeah so in... that's the, the whole raid thing changed yeah because it's right. like i think it's like machamp charizard for like level four raids and i don't know if they're going to change to mewtwo for level five right but i was walking around new york today and yeah it was like bulbasaur and squirtles and apoms that'd be really cool if, if mewtwo shows up um but yeah yeah there's a bunch of like pokemon that have been like heavily like if you see a pokemon that looks like got a spotlight in a trailer it's probably, it's probably one it. of the featured Pokemon. Quote, yeah. quote. And also, research rewards will also be inspired by it. So oh, really? really? I cool. didn't know that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to go out and look at that, because you're probably going to find some rare stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, this week. That'll be good. Plus, Detective Pikachu hat. I yeah, want a Detective I Raichu. I want a Detective Pikachu. Oh, I want a Detective Raichu also. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, but that is all of the news I have. So okay. that's I actually all I have as well. It's time to go into the main discussion that we're going to have this week. Yes. And this is a bit of a series that we're going to be doing. Yes. So what we're trying to do is we have five episodes that will be released, that will be recorded before E3 comes. And so what Mike and I decided would be a fun idea is if every week we spotlight another game that we're really excited for at E3. And then, of course, the last one before E3, we'll give our big E3 predictions, and we'll yes. probably do another bingo board or something. Like yes, I'd love year. to. Oh, um, and totally fail again. Yeah, God. We, do you remember how bad we did last year? Yeah, I think like, we got two. Yeah, we were like, okay, like, we both said, like, okay, we have our free space, and then we have, like, 12 stupid, silly, kind of fun ones, and 12, you know, probably gonna happen ones between the two of us, like, six and six. And, God, we got two. Yeah, we got, like, two. <laughs> But also, like, good on you, Nintendo, for yeah. surprising us. Yeah, they, but um, I, I guess, like, the goal is to lose in those, right? Because, yeah. like, you want to be surprised. Definitely. But um, anyway, so this this week we decided we would talk about uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Yes. Which apparently, I was watching the video, the trailer again. Apparently that's a tentative title, but I think they're probably doing it's, an Octopath Traveler where it's going to be the title. It's probably going to be the title. Yeah. So, Matt, uh, I went back and watched the footage. I mean, it's a 21-second trailer, but I did go back and watch it and kind of, like, look through the stuff. Okay. Uh, precedent, I have not played a Luigi's Mansion game. Really? I have not. Well, the, strangely enough, even though I was a big GameCube fan, it's one of the few games on the GameCube I've never played that's, like, a first-party Nintendo game. From what I've heard, it's very good, but it's also very short. So yes. I didn't want to buy it on GameCube, but then I heard it was coming out for the 3DS. I was very excited for that, but I heard the port is so bad that it wasn't really worth going to go out and you know, spend $35 on it. Dark Moon, I've almost bought a handful of times, but I just never got to the chance to. But from what I understand is like, you know, the first one is really good. It's very short. It's like, you know, a whole mansion design. You know, you walk around, you, you do the things, you open the doors and the game's good, but short where Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is mission-based. There's more than one mansion. And does this sound right? You played both, right? 
I've only played Dark Moon. Okay, well, does my Dark Moon description sound right? Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I was not really a fan of it either. Really? Um, like, I, I saw what it was trying to do, and I appreciated it, but I was just like, I don't know, it never really held my attention. And I would listen to um, discussions about the first Luigi's Mansion, and I was like, that sounds great. Why didn't they just do that? Yeah. That's um, kind of what I've been told as well. So, I mean, talking about Luigi's Mansion 3, I, as someone who's never played Luigi's Mansion 1, I never played the port either, just because at that point, uh, I also heard it wasn't a great port, and I wasn't about to, like, bust out 40 bucks for that. I wasn't about to bust out money for a 3DS game in the year of our Lord 2018 for an okay port. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, I didn't grab it, but I do, like... I do think there's a lot of fun things that they could do in Luigi's Mansion 3 that they've A, never done before, or that are more in line with the first game. Yeah, well, from what I've seen, if you look in the original trailer of Luigi's Mansion 3, the backdrop is a huge tower. Right. So it's like, you know, people have been saying, oh, it looks like it's going to be a hotel, which I think sounds really smart because I know for a lot of people the issue with, you know, the first game, again, was the big issue was how short it was, but... You know, the idea is like, well, how many rooms can you have in a mansion? It's a mansion, right? If, it, if it's too big for you to understand it, then you're just going to get lost. And it's not a Metroidvania, right? Right. But saying, okay, we're going to have something that's like maybe not super big, but we can have as many floors as we want. You know, I feel like it can have that kind of more open feel to it. And, I mean, then going off of that, you could really have, you know, big puzzles that kind of span a whole floor. You know what I mean? So like, Yeah. And I mean... Sure, it's a tower and it's got dimensions, but it's also a haunted tower. So who cares about dimensions? Yeah, you know one floor I mean? can be really tiny, one so, floor can be huge. Who exactly, cares? Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like with such a big world to play with, you know, I mean, it's like, you think about, like, to me, when I look at Mar- Luigi's Mansion 1 and 2, kind of what I see, and I don't know if this is correct, again, because I didn't really play either of them. You know, I look at Luigi's Mansion 1 and I think, like, you know, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, right? Here's an open space that you have to explore and you got to do the things. Where I look at Luigi's Mansion 2 with its mission structure, I'm like, oh, this is more like, you know, Super Mario 3D World or New Super Mario Brothers of any of the games. Right? Like, here's the thing, you do the thing, you beat the level. You know, it's a little more platforming. Um, where the other ones... Uh, it's not... Uh, I mean, Not platforming, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, you know, do this one thing and then you finish that thing. You're done. You go back. Yes, you and go it, back it works a lot better for, like, a Mario kind of game than just Luigi's Mansion. It, yeah. really, it really didn't work to me. Yeah. As so- Again, as someone who didn't play the first game, I do think a more metroidvania style would work a lot better. I will say this. I was looking at people's... Like, I was reading opinions from the original, the original posting and, like, a couple videos people posted. Like, you know, just kind of, like, reminding myself about this game for this discussion. And at one point I said to myself, I was like, oh, cool, Nintendo can finally make a Metroidvania. And then I, like, stopped myself, and I was like, damn it! <laughs> in the title. <laughs> it's in the title! <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just think this idea of, like, a massive tower would be so cool, especially for, like, you know, Nintendo's been doing this a lot recently, where they're like, okay, you know, you can beat the game in five to six hours, like, you know, like Mario Odyssey. If you just play through Mario Odyssey, you'll beat it pretty quickly. But imagine the idea of saying, like, we're gonna make puzzles that span rooms on, you know, floor one and floor six, floor 15, and then floor 12. And, like, there's this huge building. Like, there's, like, you know, secrets or side quests you have to, like, kind of explore the house Yeah, to that's a good out. idea, too. You know, there just seems like there's so many options. And, you know, I think the sensibility of Nintendo from, you know, in the Switch era as opposed to, you know, when Dark Moon came out, Wii U 3DS era, as opposed to when the GameCube one came out. I could also see them saying... You know, screw both of these games. We're going to make something completely right, different. Right, exactly. I, I think that'd be cool. I yeah. think one thing that Luigi's Mansion games lack is that they don't really take into account the greater Mario universe. Yeah. I, and by that I mean, like, you know, you don't see other aspects. Of Mario. Games. Like, I just like, other than booze or something like that. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if booze are in there. I don't uh, think they I, are. I believe King Boo is in them. I think, yeah, King Boo shows up, but I don't think... There's a couple regular booze, because I know I was looking at some of like the screenshots from the first two games, and like there's like a counter at the bottom that has a picture of a boo on it. But yeah, like the main boo... I mean, the main ghosts are not boo. Right. And I don't smart. expect them to be. Uh, so I just got news from our producer that booze... Are... What now? <laughs> I don't His what? <laughs> 
You listen, I, I built this I, podcast with my oh, own bare no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh. If anyone's done the least amount of work on this podcast, it's me. <laughs> um, going back, booze are very important in the first game, so I semi-retract my statement. Semi. Semi. What did I say? No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, like, what if a piranha plant had a kinky mechanic? Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. You are on a roll today. I'm just going to cut you off. I'm going to start talking. That's not what I meant. I meant like... What if there was a ghost piranha plant? How about a more, that? Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, although part of me... Part of, for me, one thing I kind of like about Luigi's Mansion, one of the reasons I've always been interested in it, is that it is so different. It's so separate from the rest of the Mario universe in a way that's like... Like, if I saw a ghostly Goomba, I'd be like, <laughs> it's a ghostly Goomba. Well, that's cute. That's but, cool. But, like, when I see, like, the ghosts in Luigi's Mansion, I'm like, oh, that's kind of... Because it's something that's only showed up in Luigi's Mansion games, it has a little... It's a little unsettling. It's not scary, right. but it's unsettling. And for a game that's supposed to be a horror game, right? Like, well, horror game with quotes around it, right? Right. You know, it's supposed to be a it's, spooky it's game. Yeah, it's like spooky. It's supposed to be spooky, you know? And you're supposed to believe that Luigi's scared, right? I don't think Luigi would be scared of three ghostly Goombas walking around, you know? Like, if, if he saw a skull, I'd be like, okay, that's creepy. Even if it was a toad skull, like, okay. Right. But, you know, like, oh, it's a Goomba, but it doesn't have feet. It's got it's got a little wisp. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, eh, you know. That's fair. That's fair. I do see where you're going with that. Yeah. I'm just, I think the biggest question for everybody is just, I want to see this game. I want to see what it looks like. Because yeah, I a little like bit, to see it play. Yeah, a little bit we got, Luigi looks great. The world looks good. You know, it looks very stylistic. I mean, that that I mean, I guess that is the big question. Like, how much of this game are we going to see? Yeah. Because I, we have to see the game, I think. Because, let's be real, the game is probably going to launch in October. I mean, I'd hope so. I, yeah, like, I I'd be a little so. disappointed if it did. Yeah, right? Exactly. Um, Plus, I mean, let's think about it. You know, intent, like, Pokemon will launch in November, because it always launches in November. Mm-hmm. And then December is Animal Crossing, right. probably. Or, or Legend of Zelda. I think Zelda will be December. I think Animal Crossing will be earlier than that. Maybe I think August s- or September? Maybe September. Yeah. Um, because Astro Chain is August. Yeah. By the way, uh, a quick side note. God, they're post- Nintendo has posted so much, so many pictures of Astral Chain artwork really? and stuff I like that on their Twitter. It. Yeah, just, I mean, nothing new information-wise, really. Like, you know, make a little bit like, hey, you pick to be a boy or a girl, and the other one becomes your whatever, like your partner thing that you get to control. But, like, just a lot of pictures and stuff, which makes me think, wow, is Astral Chain actually coming out at the end of August? Because I feel like that August 30th placeholder date looks more and more like it might actually be a real date. Yeah, no, I I think it's going to hit it. Yeah, but uh, unrelated. Yeah. I think um, that we will see a good chunk of it. And by chunk, I mean, like, a minute-plus trailer. At at least, I'd hope. At least. I don't don't know if it's going to get a big spotlight. I I I, think... Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's probably going to be shown at E3, but... It's not going to be the game that's it's focusing because I feel like exactly. when they have a when they have a fall direct or like a you know a late summer early fall direct mm-hmm. they'll say okay here's where we're going to talk ten minutes about Luigi's Mansion like that's going to be like the big game we talk right. about um, way back when um, when it was first announced yeah when it was like I believe it opened the direct right yes it did that, I think that was last September right it was yeah last August last September whenever they announced Isabel. Because that was the same direct. Oh, yeah. No, it was September. That was a it good was direct. September. That was a great direct. Well, Final Fantasy. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm reminiscing. So, it opened that direct. Yeah. I think when it comes to E3, it's not It's not going to be a direct opener. You know no, what I mean? it's not. It's, it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Yes. Yeah. And I think we'll get a good chunk of it, but it's not... Like, it's not going to get a segment like, um, like Dragon Quest did in that past direct. Yes. I think that... that trailer spot is coming later right exactly yeah but they gotta give us something come on we will have to give us something on this game and i am i'm very interested i think another thing that would be really cool if they want to do something really different would be to give us multiple playable characters yeah and yeah i mean think about it like what if you could play after you beat the game as luigi what if you could play through the game as peach and peach had some kind of special quirk to her that made her um play the game a little differently maybe um I'd be more into it if it was, like, Luigi's Mansion characters. Like, if I could say, okay, and I could play through it as Egad. And, like, oh, it's hard cool mode too. or something like that, you know? Also, um, I just want to point this out. And I, jokes aside, I, I want to preface this. Like, this could be the first, like, real game where they can make Waluigi an antagonist. 
Like it, like yeah, where else could. would they put him as an antagonist, right? Like I make the joke, the most evil thing he's ever done is steal a music key, right. one music key, and now he could be the Mister Mosby of an evil hotel. Mister Mosby in an evil hotel. <laughs> no, there's no in wine my in my lobby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Waluigi. That right is reserved to me. <laughs> to wah. I don't know. I get to see it being like some kind of like, you know, I mean, I would imagine King Boo will be the, ba- the bad guy again or something like that. But I could see him being like, you know, like the, the Zant to the Ganondorf. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could see something like that happening. That would be cool. That'd yeah. be funny. I don't know. I, I'd be up for it. Or maybe make, screw it, be like, Waluigi's the second character. He's like somewhere in the plot line. And you, like, accidentally rescue him and you can play as him. See, now I think you're asking for too much. I am asking for too much. But <laughs> now you've been off I'm spitballing. <laughs> but I am I am very excited for Luigi's Mansion 3. I think out of all the games we're going to be talking about on this, this docket for the next four weeks, it's the one I know the least about. I feel like it's the least easy to predict. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's the least easy to predict. Yeah, no, definitely at least he's a predictor yeah. in general. Because, I mean, honestly, it's a third game in the series. Like, they really could go. I mean, other than that basic concept of you walk around, you suck up the ghosts, we really know nothing I mean, yeah, proving that this is like any other of the two games. It's the third game in the series. The other two are not phenomenons. Yeah, they're not, I mean? they're not. They're like, cult classic they're not, games. Exactly. They're not crazy popular. And the second one was even less popular. Not even that people like it that much. So they really do have the freedom to do whatever they want in this game. And it's not like they come out, like, semi-annually or biannually. You know, they don't... They're not constant games, so you can really change up the formula in between Yeah, entries. I mean, it's like... I mean, what, the first game came out in 2001, 2002? Yeah, something like yeah, that. So and it's the like, second one was almost a launch title for the 3DS, I think. Yeah, so 2012, 2013 Yeah, around then, I think. It's been, like, six years between each game. So, yeah, like, honestly... I think it's good because it's like you're not going to piss somebody off about it. They changed Luigi's Mansion, you know, because honestly, not in a mean way, but there's not enough Luigi's Mansion fans that I feel like you should care. You know, it's not like, you know, it's right. not like Mario. You can't say, okay, Mario's not about jumping anymore. Like, that just doesn't... And work. no, like, I get it where some, like, if someone is a really big fan of the first game and they're like, they, they change it, like, you don't use a vacuum anymore, then I could understand someone being annoyed. Yeah, but it looks like, I mean, the one thing we are sure of is that the core concept is not changing. Right. You go the, to the, the ghost, core you suck them up play, with the vacuum. The core gameplay is the same, which, yeah. I mean, you can be comforted, I think, in the fact that whatever we get, it will be Luigi's Mansion gameplay in a revamped style. Yes. Wow. I think that's a good place to end I think it. that's a good place to stop. I'm excited about Ether. I can't believe it's only five weeks away. I know, right? I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hopefully, we're going to finally uh, uh, stop... Sarah from asking me, when does Animal Crossing come out on the Switch? I gotta be like, this day! Yeah, I, I feel like they gotta end it with an they, Animal Crossing. They gotta talk about Animal Crossing. I mean, obviously, they... spoiler alert, Animal Crossing will be one of the games. You don't say! Those. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They definitely gotta talk about Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, I would laugh so hard if they didn't. <laughs> if they didn't, don't get me wrong, I would find it hilarious, but dear God, I would want to stay off social media for like two days. Mike, there is a part of me that will make fun of you until like it bleeds why i mean yeah no you probably <laughs> god they can't though they can't i'm just gonna put in the snide remarks like all the time like oh yeah like how animal crossing wasn't there yep oh god i'm so excited for that to not happen oh me too <laughs> <laughs> anyway mike you got a fun fact um i do uh it's a little it's a little um it's a little cheesy but uh Matt, this is our 50th episode of the Pink Gold Peeps. It is. Which means we've almost been doing recorded episodes of the Pink Gold Peeps for a year we now. Ha- it's been over a year. Because mm-hmm. we've, we've missed, missed weeks. many weeks. But we haven't done a full year's many. worth of episodes. We have not you done cannot, a at this point, you still cannot say, I'm going to listen to an episode of the Pink Gold Peeps every week if, I st- if we stop doing the podcast tomorrow and have a year's worth of content. That's true. So it's very exciting. And I just want to say, Matt, I'm really enjoying it. Me too. It's a good time. It's a good time. <sighs> it is fun. Um, also, I wanted to bring up that we have fans who do comment on our Spotify, or not Spotify, we wish we were on Spotify, our SoundCloud playlist. Uh, I just want to let you know, one of our fans let me know that uh, SMT5 has been delayed because they want to move those people to other projects, which likely was Persona 5S, Persona 5R. Uh, What's SMT5 stand for? Shin Megami Tensei 5. Oh, that one. Yeah. So that's why we haven't heard anything about oh, it recently. Oh, cool, cool. So, 
Yeah, thank you for the letting us know that. Yeah, thank you for letting us know that. Yeah. So, what about you, Matt? You have a fun fact? Yes, I do. If you say it's a 50th episode, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> uh, there were two episodes before 52. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you're kidding. That's why I'm okay with it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh, that was just so funny when I did that just now. Didn't you think that was funny? You don't have a fun fact. It's okay. I mean, would it really be the 50th episode if I had a fun fact? You know, when you say it, when you say it that way, I guess you're right. Um, I, I have a fun fact for you. Okay. Donkey Kong Jr., Excite Bike, and Kluke Land are coming to NES Online. Oh yeah, May 15th. I saw that. I was excited for Excite Bike. Yeah, I like Excite Bike. So there's your fun fact, Matt. There you go. Surprise. Surprise. Fiftieth fun fact. Matt doesn't have one. Could someone go back and like just tell me how many episodes you actually did have a fun? I fact? would. I would love to know how many <laughs> percentage. I'm actually kind of afraid to know. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, uh, if you want to contact us, you can reach out to us at pinkgoldpeeps at gmail.com. You can email us there. You can also follow us on Twitter. Pinkgoldpeeps is our handle. Uh, we post there pretty frequently. You know, let us know if you want to. Is there something you want to see? What well, has to talk about? You know, let us know. Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow us on iTunes. Rick's record made our opening. Rob edits the show every week. Matt, am I forgetting anything? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, then uh, I think that's the end of our show. Yeah, Have a good night. Uh, so remember, kids, if things fall from the sky like cows, don't let them hit you. Move. Ciao. <laughs>